Welcome to the Dissolving Fear podcast, where anxiety and doubt don't run the show. You do. So let's dissolve some fear up in here and make room for growth. I'm your host, Alyssa, bringing you proven tools and inspirational interviews to build your forward momentum towards your best life, full of whatever it is that you value and desire. When it comes to fear, I love exploring the many ways that we can all dissolve it and evolve. I've been a Kripala yoga teacher for 20 years, and I encourage you to nurture yourself in order to maximize your potential. Follow this podcast. You'll love the results. Loving life is what we're all about here on the Dissolving Fear podcast and at MissAlyssa.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to an amazing episode of the Dissolving Fear podcast, where I'm interviewing one of my favorite people when it comes to well-being, self-care, and meditation. She's a meditation teacher, and I'm here with Rasa from Pure Rasa Guided Meditations. Welcome, Rasa. Hello, everyone, and hello, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me and for such kind introduction. I'm honored. (laughs) Thank you. We're so honored to have you here. You've created a beautiful variety of meditations on your YouTube channel, which you've had for years, and you have over 300,000 subscribers and millions of views. I discovered your channel a few years ago. Someone recommended Pure Rasa to me, and I fell in love with your meditations. I can tell you put a lot of thought into your guided meditations on YouTube and on your website, purerasa.com. I think your meditations are super accessible for beginners, so I'm excited to talk to you. And I know you even offer short meditations, like 10 minutes long. If someone wants to try a new meditation, what would be a short and popular meditation that you would recommend? Yeah, um, well, thank you so much. I appreciate your kind words, and I'm so glad that you found me, <laughs> and um, or whoever recommended. Uh, thank you to them. Um, yes, I do offer some short meditations, and the shorter ones are usually around 5 to 15 minutes, and um, normally these shorter meditations are morning-guided meditations, and uh, right now I check the most popular one of the shorter ones is miracle morning meditation. So it is just under 15 minutes long and it focuses on creating a start to like a perfect day that has space for miracles to manifest. So what does that mean? Um, it kind of sets up the listener um, you know, by tuning into their heart which is where our desires land and live usually. The meditation also creates uh, a gentle space of gratitude, which is also another component for successful manifestation. And what this meditation also does, it teaches us to have an attitude of flow rather than resistance. So all of that is like a perfect concoction to experience like spontaneous positive manifestation, i.e. miracles. So that meditation is like a quick solid map in the morning to set you up on that trajectory of success or at least higher vibration. So that's the one. 
I love that recommendation because I meditate every morning. That's the only time of day I actually meditate every day because mm. it's in the morning. And so it's easy to do it before your day starts. I've tried having evening routines and that's harder for me because things come up. And so I feel like morning is a great time for people to start taking five or 10 minutes and try a short meditation and stick with it every day. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So Rasa, what are you up to these days? Do you teach yoga or do you just create meditations full-time now for YouTube and the Insight Timer app? I know I use the Insight Timer app also because your meditations are free on there. Um, so I know you grew up in Lithuania, then you lived in Ireland, and now do you spend most of your time in Bali and what are you up to? Yeah, so right now I'm just focusing on creating on guided meditations. So that is my main focus. And to be honest, I have just a, about enough time to do that right now. Um, I do teach yoga, but only during summer when I'm usually in my hometown in Lithuania because I love summers here. And I have a great group of women that come to my yoga classes. We usually practice in the park amongst the wind, the sun and the trees Sorry, my cat is sneezing in the back. And it is uh, <laughs> and it is my favorite place uh, in the entire world. So I love coming back here. And that need kind of came to teach yoga just when I got back from living in Ireland, like you said, you know, after like over 15 years, I came back to my hometown and none of my friends were here anymore. And um, I wanted to build like a community or at least like a small community to share, you know, um, to create like an opportunity for mindfulness in nature and to bring yoga and meditation practices, you know, back to my hometown and specifically to the park where I spent so much time and still do. And I grew up right beside the park. So yeah, these days right now I'm in my hometown and I am preparing to leave for Bali very soon. And yeah, last winter I spent in Lithuania on working and developing Pure Rasa YouTube channel and also creating my own meditation app, which should be available any day now. It's Pure Rasa Meditations. We're still working on it, but you'll definitely find it, you know, once it's done. In Lithuania, I live in a province and um, here there's literally not much to do, which in summer is perfect. Um, as I spend a lot of my time in nature and nature here is spectacular in winter though I tend to be in like full-on hermit mode here and focus on bigger projects self-care like self-development and so on and um, I have no set decisions where I should spend most of my time uh, it really depends and sometimes the events in the world dictate where I am I just follow my heart, which right now it is longing for the jungle and the sunny sky in Bali. And yeah, um, so yeah, but right now I'm just enjoying spring in Lithuania and doing normal things that people do, trim trees and talk about the weather and when it's going to improve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. It sounds like you love it there. I absolutely love it here. Yeah, totally. I love watching and seeing your Instagram posts in Lithuania. And I did go to your website because I was curious about your new app. Um, I guess it's, you just said it's called Pure Rasa Meditations. And I did go to your website and I noticed that you have some meditations on 
purarasa.com to download if people want to download them and keep them handy. Is that is that a new development? I don't remember seeing those on there before. No, this that's been there forever. And yeah, I have a few free meditations that you can download and just keep or uh, but I think it'll be worthwhile to get the app, to be honest. And, you know, that way people will be able to meditate advert free. Uh, there'll be like a small community. I'll be there, you know, all that good stuff. It'll be like website, but way bigger. Awesome. I'm super happy for you. Well, yeah. I want to thank you for the meditations that you create because I've been a Kripalu yoga teacher since 2007, and so I've been a huge fan of meditation, and especially yoga nidra meditation, which is commonly at the end of a yoga practice, because I feel like yoga and meditation are gifts that we give ourselves, and we give ourselves this safe space where we can experience our thoughts and our spirit and just let go of conscious analytical thought and focus inward on our bodies and I found it to be a huge relief and I do love nature also I feel like yoga and meditation are kind of similar to a walk in nature because they help me feel grounded and healthy and whole what do you like most about your meditation and yoga practice right now um that it gives me time and uh, space to focus and it's always kind of similar, you know, offering me the opportunity to look within and um, rather than existing, you know, within the chaos, you know, the reactions and actions, I think it's important to sort of tidy up and know where everything is and how to navigate through inner space. And that takes time and also great timing. So Meditation, I feel, is a great tool, like a gentle tool for the most part to quiet my mind and to truly begin to feel and notice running programming that maybe I have developed. And um, then it gives me opportunity to question the programming and inquire into my own fabric of being or existence. And then I can make intentions, you know, following that, how I want to move forward. Um, and, you know, being in that silence that is so powerful uh, and mindful silence and deliberate observation are the truly the tools for growth and positive change. Um, so, yeah, that's what I love about it. Um, it's also you're so nurturing and, um, you know, holding that space for yourself, I feel, is that true love. Um, where you truly observe yourself, accept yourself, and you honestly want, want to work on yourself. Um, you can see your shortcomings. You can see, you know, where you are rushing. You can see where you lack, especially in yoga, where you lack uh, compassion, perhaps, or you just want to get through it and things like that. Yeah, so I feel like meditation and yoga just offer that space, non-judgmental space, because it's just pure presence if you really sit in it and you can just be held and supported and, you know, everything kind of happens um, internally. You go through it and then at the end, you're like, okay, well, that was a journey. <laughs> so that's for me, the power of meditation and yoga together. Mm -hmm. 
I think when you start doing yoga or meditation, I know on, in my experience, I didn't realize I needed it. But then after I did it, I was like, oh my gosh, I need this in my life. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. It helps me connect to my feelings and my voice. And I think we mm -hmm. think that we need to visit a counselor to connect to our feelings or talk our feelings through, or we need to connect to our voice by speaking up in front of people or talking to somebody. And that's all true, but it starts within. It starts with this awareness of what is our voice? How do we feel? And meditation is just kind of like it shines a light on, on that for ourselves. I have the same experience every time I step onto yoga mat. It's like, I almost don't want to do it or have to take myself there to do it. Not every day, but obviously it's a practice and I'm committed to it. But when I'm there and when I finish, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is what I needed. That's exactly what I needed. And there's nothing better. That's how I feel afterwards. So what you described, it's like, yeah, that's what I go through every time almost. Yeah. And everyone um, likes different types of yoga and meditation. I love group yoga classes, but I like meditation on my own. And some people like yoga at home. And I just love those group classes, but I'll get back to my question. So um, like most people, when I go into a meditation or yoga class, I don't always know what's going to come up, but I just get prepared to simply observe my thoughts and emotions that pop up and watch them come and go. I remember practicing meditation out here in Colorado at Taramandala Retreat Center, and there was a Buddhist monk sitting in front of us, guiding us through and telling us in meditation to let our minds be like an empty blue sky. And our thoughts are like clouds just floating through our mind, drifting through the sky. And I know some people like to meditate on their own and look at a candle, maybe light a candle and focus on it or focus on their breath or focus on a word like love and kind of breathe in and out with the focus on that. What do you think people love most about guided meditations? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I think uh, it's like anything, you know, sometimes, you know, like traveling solo is great, but sometimes traveling with a friend is much more fun than going alone. So I feel guided meditations can be just like that. Having a companion who can offer perspective with whom you feel you can share your experiences too, in a way. And it can be sometimes like, it's just nice to just lay back and to be led. And this can also offer then less distraction of the mind because you are asked to focus or visualize on, you know, something. And so that offers less wandering of the mind for sure. Also, it is nice to be surprised when there is a new guided meditation, it could be like taking a new trip and you never know where it may lead or what will be discovered inwardly or outwardly. Um, a lot of times I receive comments that someone did not exactly, uh, did not expect to experience a certain emotion or vision, or they found that puzzle piece for themselves that they needed to move forward. And I feel that guided meditations can be a fun way to discover or learn something new. 
uh, let's say something about chakras and their system or your own emotions. It can be like a great way to relax because you do not need to really effort anything. And it can also be very surprising. I often receive feedback that sometimes it takes people deeper than they expected to go. So yeah, guided meditations can truly be a bit of a um, adventure inward for sure. Yeah, I love guided meditations. It's, it's one thing to watch your thoughts come and go, but then when you introduce your music and your words and guidance, it's just, it's watching your thoughts maybe travel to places that they haven't even thought of that. Mm. And it is like an adventure. Yeah, it's just like a little surprise that you didn't know you're going to go there. And then, oh, I'm there. I'm feeling this. And, you know, there's certain things that I can say that will make you look at things a certain way now or differently, or at least that that's what happens to me when I hear something, you know, it opens my perspective and, you know, it definitely has capacity to do that. So I think that's why guided meditations can be so powerful. Yeah. And I think meditation is not stopping your thoughts. It's not trying to put a roadblock up and stop our thoughts, whether we're meditating or we're just conscious and we're at the grocery store, our thoughts are coming, they're coming and going. And that's something that we can't always control. But I feel like with meditation, you can watch your thoughts come and go. And then you can also introduce new, more helpful, supportive thoughts, and maybe even visualizations and thoughts that you haven't thought of on your own and then that can help you expand your thinking basically yeah perfectly described yeah definitely 100 percent. well every day when i wake up like i said i do a gratitude meditation in bed for 10 minutes i set my alarm for 10 minutes once i'm up and then i just lie there in meditation noticing how i feel feeling the warm bed and the cozy covers. And I look forward to that meditation every morning and to waking up in that way. Um, when you typically meditate or do yoga or journal, do you have a morning or an evening routine? I love to hear that you meditate frequently, giving yourself that beautiful gift of mindfulness in the morning. That is the best time for sure. Um, I do not have a set routine. It kind of ebbs and flows. But what I do is I always listen to what I need at that moment. It could be yoga, um, sort of in the late part of the morning, let's say 11am, uh, followed by a meditation or journaling. And I also listen to affirmations. So I do lean on those four pillars in my day. Um, so depending on where I live, I will use and interchange all four. For example, when I'm in Bali, I love lighting incense first thing in the morning, then doing a short morning meditation. Then I would follow it up with journaling. And then I will go to yoga class in the early afternoon. And I usually listen to affirmations while I wash my face or I apply makeup. I feel that that process works for me because it quietens the inner judgment when I'm around any mirrors because that triggers me. And if I am in Lithuania in winter, for example, I am obsessed with wintry darkness outside. 
and candles lit inside in the morning. So, and also a cup of tea, my duvet, my meditation practice, a journaling in bed in the morning. So I would do that in winter, like just when I wake up. Um, so yeah, I like to change my habits up to fit the season, location, and to keep it interesting. To me, the most important part is to make mindfulness accessible, enjoyable, and always part of my day, whatever that looks like. I love affirmations because I've been a resilience coach for kids for 10 years. So I work on their behavior and mindset. And I think sometimes my students um, would get upset with themselves for having negative thoughts and, you know, for being anxious and, you know, affirmations is just the icing on the cake, feel how you feel, but then introduce a more helpful, supportive thought. Like I love myself. I'm okay. I am enough. And so the point of affirmations isn't to ignore your negative self-talk or erase it. It's just to introduce some positive self-talk that supports us throughout our day. Absolutely. It's this soft transitioning into sort of like kinder, softer thinking towards yourself and the world around you. So yeah, it's definitely helping to transition into those better thoughts and feelings. If someone wants to try your free meditations on YouTube or on the Insight Timer app or on your new Pure Rasa Meditations app, what advice do you have for beginners when it comes to trying meditation or making it part of their daily routine? And I think we already talked about this a little bit. It sounds like morning is a good time of day. (laughs) Yeah, it would be. Yeah, because the mind is the clearest, then it's the easier, you know, to practice meditation, I feel. But also, I think I would say that find your why. Why are you committing to this practice? Um, And the why may evolve over time or even change completely. And that is totally okay. As long as you have an intention coming into your meditation practice, there's a big chance that you will stick with it. Then I would say come with zero expectations from yourself on that day for your meditation practice. Simply commit to spend at least five minutes um, this time sitting with self is very important for a few reasons for change to begin to happen, for new habits to begin to form. And there's definitely power in that time spent alone because we are with ourselves and we begin to hear that inner dialogue, you know, the inner voice. And then we get to know the inner space without the outside noise. Then I would say, um, start small, do a few shorter meditations, and most importantly, do not expect massive changes and life-changing impact for the first time, you know, like the first time you meditate. Your thoughts might get in the way. They're used to, (laughs) they're used to bouncing around in your head, like monkeys on a bed. So your thoughts aren't automatically going to change. Yeah, we don't plant a seed and start stomping our feet, demanding for the seed to grow. It needs time. It needs sun, water, and care. So make your meditation practice something you will enjoy. Create a space just for that. It can simply be a cushion at your favorite spot near the wall. 
If you plan on using guided meditations, I would say try different teachers and styles. This is very important, I feel. Same with yoga. <laughs> Test yeah. if you like a morning or night practice. Treat it as part of your self-care routine with each practice investing in your well-being. That's how I feel anyway. Beginning with five minutes and working up to 10 or 15 uh, and perhaps later choose a longer, let's say evening meditation designed for sleep and see how that goes. It's, it really is not a complicated process and most definitely it doesn't need to be like, um, made to be like a big deal. And this way, you know, the beginner can enjoy the process more and more and get more out of it because, you know, overthinking and over expecting is definitely a joy killer. Yeah. So just start small, try different meditations, be kind and easy on yourself and have fun getting to know yourself on a whole new level. I feel that meditation, you know, definitely deepens the relationship with yourself as you will get to meet and know yourself more and more through the meditation practice. When committing to yoga or meditation, I just say to myself that it's not that I now practice it. I come with an attitude, this is a part of me. This is who I am and this is what I do. And there is no way around it. And that sort of attitude helps me to stay on track and in check for sure. Yeah, I love that. And if you go to a yoga class and it doesn't feel like you resonate with it and it's a good part of you, you can try a different class. I've been to yoga classes where the teacher is like listening to hip hop and guns and roses. And some people <laughs> like that. And then I've also been to yoga classes where we're chanting Wahe Guru and another wow. language. And I actually really love that. I love chanting. And so, you know, it doesn't even have to be a meditation with words. It can just be a meditation yeah. telling you to breathe or chanting. Yeah, you have to like find your vibe, whatever the vibe is at a time, because that will change as well as your experience and expertise will change in the, in the meditation or yoga. And you will need different things in, you know, different parts of your life. You know, that's how I feel. What I like before I'm maybe moved on, you know, I'm doing other things, you know, or we're always evolving. And so, but I would say start small and, you know, explore that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like you said, looking in the mirror can be triggering. I know for some people, being told to breathe can be triggering because back when they were having a hard time, that's all anyone told them to do was breathe. So they might not like a meditation that focuses on the breath. And there are so many options. When you said to think about your why, I know when I first discovered your meditations, the one that I was attracted to was the everything is falling into place meditation. So at that point in my life, I felt like nothing was falling into place. And so I looked through the different titles and the different meditation options and I chose that one. And because I loved it, that's the one that I repeated day after day for quite a while. That's so interesting because I was in the same place and then I decided to, you know, to have a different perspective because it's just a perspective of how we see life. You know, it seems like nothing is falling into place. But then I remember writing it and I thought, it's just a matter of perspective. And then I switched my perspective and I had different experience in life. And so I wrote that meditation. 
um, a lot of them came from that, from, you know, obstacles that I faced. And then I just switched my perspective and then it came into a meditation. It's so interesting that you found that because I remember that one specifically too. Yeah. So how does meditation help us heal old hurts and release anxiety and then feel empowered and more peaceful and free? Even if we've experienced adversity or traumatic circumstances, how do you think meditation can help us? Because I've heard you on other podcasts talking about how meditation has been a tool for you to let go of old hurts from childhood and negative conditioning and unhelpful beliefs that program us when we're exposed to certain things growing up. So maybe you can talk a bit about that because I truly believe that yoga can help us heal emotionally and even physically because of how it connects us physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually. So maybe you can talk about how you discovered yoga and meditation. Yes, I have had opened up recently about my childhood. And I do feel like it was the catalyst and the reason that I dove into the world of mindfulness, yoga and meditation later in my life. Because I grew up in a very unstable and unpredictable and at times very violent environment. So as a child, I grew up not knowing safety or secure attachment. And I also grew up extremely starved on love. So this set me up for quite a journey as an adult, a journey to learn a lot of things on my own, especially those that have anything to do with relationships or just general people connections. What I was good actually at doing is finding safety in nature. It always felt so healing and nurturing, peaceful, and I always found tenderness somehow in nature. But as an adult, you know, later in life, I was not living in nature. I had a job. I was in a relationship with responsibilities, loans and bills and so forth, just like many other people. And on top of that, I had my deeply traumatic childhood, which I hadn't dealt with yet. So... It came to a point where I would just wake up extremely anxious and with a sense that I was going to die and tears would stream down my face even before I even opened my eyes in the morning and an overwhelming fear would grow bigger and bigger, shooting down my spine, like paralyzing me. And I began to have health problems. And at the time I didn't know what that was. But I would just wake up in full anxiety attack first thing in the morning. And I became scared to go outside. Basically, I was just terrified and paralyzed. And I was completely backed up into a corner. I believe it was 2004, 2005. And I was around 26 years old when I heard from a close friend about meditation. And my friend also suffered from anxiety and uh, what we both did we used to love to go hiking and we used to go on these long hikes when I lived in Northern Ireland at the time and so we often would hike by the beach and that's where we began meditating on the rocks we just read that it's you know sitting and being quiet you know so that's where we started together and it was a profound experience to me because I was hit with a lot that was sitting unattended inside of my heart. And at the same time, a self inquiry began. 
And so did my spiritual awakening. What I realized sometime after was that my story, that story that I was telling people about myself, the story of hurt and what and who and when hurt me, I was telling it as a victim. And I remember I was sitting inside this simple paddle boat back in Lithuania, looking down at the water, enjoying this quiet moment in nature, kind of sitting in this moment of mindfulness. When it finally hit me, I have to begin to tell a different story. I did not know what that story was yet, but I was sure if I committed to being more mindful, to spending time in nature with myself in meditation, I was convinced that a new story would emerge. And that feeling just felt so true in that moment. And I made a promise, like a vow to myself, I will never ever tell the story of childhood hurt in such as a victim way ever again. And so then um, I spent years of meditating, hiking in nature, getting therapy. And then I discovered and started to develop my own psychic abilities and opening up to the spiritual world, you know, enjoyed developing that precious divine connection. I basically, you know, practiced meditation, which then gave me time with myself. I began to sort my thoughts, feelings, my beliefs, my reactions, and my inner chaos transformed into my sanctuary somehow, because when I sat down first, it was pure chaos. So I know it is very overwhelming the first, like to first begin to meditate as we are essentially faced with our own inner chaos, but with practice, things at least for me you know transformed and and we experienced peace and pure awareness and joy so this helped me heal in all the ways and i know it can help many as well and so yeah that was my kind of beginning of meditation and then in 2011 i began practicing yoga and that began to completely solidify my path and the direction that I was taking next. Yeah, shortly after that, I began creating meditations on YouTube. And all of this happened because I needed meditation. It basically saved my life. It gave me life. It gave me purpose. And I will never, ever take it for granted. And I will continue to spread the message of meditation and mindfulness and yoga, of course. Man, sometimes I just want to like sell my house and move to the town next door and teach yoga there. They have such a, a big yoga scene. And so it's just like you're living your dream. I'm talking about it and how much I love yoga, but I don't really make as much time or have classes that I can even go to um, right now in this position I'm in. So I just feel like you're really fortunate to be walking the talk, living your dream, and then sharing all of these tools with other people. You know, it's not what it seems like because it's, it was quite a long path, but what I realized is that mind consciousness, like that inner power is all that we need to change something for over 11 years where I lived in Northern Ireland, 
I worked in HR actually. I was human resources officer. And it was a lot of paperwork and it was a lot of work and it was stressful and it was with deadlines and demanding. And I didn't know, like I was feeling that my path was changing because I started meditating and exploring that uh, whole mindfulness um, area and myself. And I remember sitting at my desk completely desperate and I just, <laughs> just kind of slammed the desk with my hands. And I had this quiet moment and I looked up in the sky and I just, in my mind said, dear God, please change my life. Please give me a job that I enjoy, that I, you know, kind of dictated my own hours. And, you know, I just listed quickly and that's it. And I let it go and I didn't think about it again. Six months later, um, everything changed, everything I was no longer in that job. Um, I had my debts paid, everything. I went to Bali for the first time. Everything did 180. It felt like rug was being pulled from under me, but actually that was what I asked. It's just the beginning was ugly and scary. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so true. That intention is so powerful. So that's why I truly believe it because there has been a few times in my life where I kind of looked up to the sky and I said, please, and then said what I wanted. And that was it. And obviously worked at it as well, because all of this YouTube was new to me and uh, I had to begin somewhere. I had to learn about audio editing, video editing, learn analytics and things like that. But I feel anything that we do in life it always, you know, it prepares us. There's nothing random. And everything that I did in HR, I use to this day. You know, the communication skills, especially writing emails and things like that, you know, just communication, organizing. So I still do that to this day, you know, with my own work. So nothing is, you know, not useful. Yeah, and I think if you're listening and you're working a nine to five like me, you don't have to think in terms of like, once I get a new job, then I'll be able to start meditating. Or once I get a new job, then I'll be able to do yoga. Um, you can do it online. You can do it from home. And the fact is, even if you win a million dollars tomorrow, you can still have that sense of uncertainty. And even when things change for the better, we can have that sense of dread and doom that you said you woke up with. And so it's not always something that's going to change on the outside to make you feel better. It really has to be a change from within. Absolutely. You cannot put a price on peace and calmness that you can feel, you know, through the practice of meditation that you can develop because you do detach from, you know, that physical world a little bit in your meditation. You know, you become this observer and that is priceless when you learn to do that. You realize how temporary and actually ridiculous some of it is. And you can only find that when you spend that moment with yourself, you know, whether that's five or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, meditation helps us feel safe inside. And for those of us who um, feel anxious in the face of uncertainty, I feel meditation can really help us find that sense of safety inside because you know, not everyone grows up with uncertainty and some people view uncertainty as adventure and possibility and freedom. But if uncertainty is alarming for you and causes stress, that's normal too. And 
meditation is a great way to connect with yourself and find a sense of safety and calm. Absolutely. One huge benefit that I see with yoga and meditation is the fact that taking time for it regularly makes us familiar with these good, helpful feelings of self-love and acceptance. And, you know, our minds love to go back to the familiar automatic thoughts day after day and the default thoughts. And I feel like guided meditation offers listeners this gentle, familiar reminder to love yourself and go with those feelings and thoughts of being protected and healthy and abundant. Those are some of the themes of your meditations. Do you think meditation is a good way for us to shift our mindset? Yes, absolutely, 100%. And what I also would say, meditation also highlights who is meditating because we do forget that. Like who is this observer of life? Who is this awareness that experiences thoughts and these desires to feel, you know, healthy, to be healthy and abundant and feeling protected. I feel like meditation can give us that true experience of being the awareness, um, allowing us to tap into the perspective. If even for a moment or two, to feel that we are not the thoughts and we are not the actions and we are the awareness that observes all that is happening. So I feel that through regular meditation practice, we find ourselves more and more in the present moment and away from the automated thoughts. And that actually does open us to be more creative by feeling more present, we'll learn that we cannot effort ourselves into the future. Through that, we find what a relief that is. And um, in time through this practice, we realize that present moment is, is everything that we have, you know, right now. And I feel knowing that it reduces the anxiety and it teaches us uh, or our mind, it teaches the mind to worry less and it teaches the body to relax more and to loosen the grip. And uh, yeah, it's like a moving river of life, I feel. And we're just here for the ride, observing each moment as it passes. And so this is the benefit of going inward. It teaches great observation and gives us insight. We'll learn our inner landscape and we are better prepared to step back into the outside world. And then, yeah, we can also remind ourselves that, you know, we are healthy and, you know, we can feel abundant and all those good things because everything is available in the present moment. What are some of your most popular meditations right now? Right now, when I look at the analytics of my meditations, I am noticing an increased demand globally to learn to manifest and to discover that self-power that we all have. And people are learning that in a way they do have the control of what comes into their life. So I have been working on a manifestation series called Trust the Universe and these are very popular right now. And I love creating something that ignites hope and trust, joy. And this is one of the most favorite series for me to create, for sure. 
And yeah, there'll be more guided meditations on that subject. Uh, you know, more will be coming. It is like, it's, it's not like a regular meditation. It's like uh, affirmations, but without any pausing, just letting the mind of the listener observe the words offered, allowing it to sink in and to create the change within the subconscious mind and to help inspire that trust in the universe. Um, and of course the self um, just in general, my goal is to always teach that everyone has the same level of power and ability within themselves. And hopefully with my guidance, my listeners can experience that. That is my biggest wish when creating these guided meditations. I will have to check those out. That sounds amazing. I'm a big fan of hypnosis where the affirmations are just coming. I have a few non-sleep deep rest hypnosis tracks on the podcast. And if you listen to them, I just did a self-love one for Valentine's Day and you know, the affirmations are just coming through and into your subconscious. So if you have these manifesting affirmations to trust the universe and have hope and have faith, I feel like those messages, they do settle into our subconscious mind. And then you see them in the real world in the most miraculous ways. I did a self-care meditation and there were some affirmations like, um, you like bananas and you like taking care of yourself. And I was in the grocery store and I just like saw the bananas and I was like, oh, I do like bananas. I want to take care of myself. It was like the funniest thing. It was like the meditation um, messages were coming out and like through my eyes in the grocery store. And I'm not usually a banana eater, but I was like, Hey, what the heck? I love myself. I want to get, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. If you're stuck in these patterns of let's say being a smoker and you do a meditation or a hypnosis about non-smoking and how much you love not smoking, it will actually eventually shift your subconscious mindset. I agree. I believe that as well. And uh, yeah, with that uh, series, um, Trust the Universe, with those series is that I created it as if like I'm having this monologue with myself, you know, how I want to speak in my mind, you know. And so it's like this almost like conversation inside in my head. And uh, because I've experienced that you know, the moments when I leaned onto the universe and it delivered in a very big way, I feel like, you know, I come from that place. Like I speak from that place almost. I have that trust and I always lean into that part of me. And that's why I love creating this series. And I'm so eager to share more and more. And, you know, I'm seeing that it's being received well and it's popular. And I'm so excited that people are actually on this wave, you know, trusting the universe, which is essentially themselves, that they do have the control on what they want to experience in life, whether that's abundance, love, forgiveness, or just an easy flow in day-to-day -day life. So uh, that's why I'm so excited about these series. And I hope that, you know, your listeners will give it a go and uh, get something out of it. 
Yeah, because what you believe you receive, and it's cold out here in Colorado. And so it's easy to believe that it's too cold to go for a walk in the morning, but I'm just really into getting sunlight in my eyes in the mornings now. Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about the neurological benefits of it. And so I just tell myself, oh my gosh, it's so sunny this morning instead of, oh, it's so cold this morning. And so just believing that that's what I'm doing is walking in the sun. It helps me get my body out there on a walk rather than staying inside. Yeah, of course. And breathing that good microbiome outside is so much better than, you know, breathing the air inside. So you're getting just a number of benefits if you go outside, you know, and those are the things that I think about as well. When I go outside, all the good stuff that's happening to your body, you know, your mind and, you know, your spirit, it's just, yeah, definitely need those moments. I did the same this morning. It was cold, but still I took my cup of matcha outside and yeah, little meditation outside, little matcha. Perfect. Yeah, I love that manifestation perspective. I'm going to listen to those and introduce my brain to some new helpful perspectives with that. What advice do you have for anyone working through trauma or doubt or anxiety or worry who just really wants to transform from surviving to thriving? Okay, that's a big question because I feel like trauma and doubt or anxiety are, you know, two very different things. So I would say if you have trauma, find a great therapist for sure, hands down. Find a professional you can talk to, find your triggers, get to know why you are who you are. Um, The help that is offered by counselors is invaluable. And I will forever advocate for therapy. I am in therapy myself. And I still continue discovering more and more. And I also really enjoy the conversation with my therapist, who I really respect and value their opinion greatly. I do not have a parent figure with whom I can share certain things. So this replaces that for me. If you feel like you are going in circles, go for therapy. Positivity and mindfulness are great. But I feel therapy is a fast track option for those with trauma. Um, If you experience doubt or fear, then my question is, who is doubting? What is that voice? Where did that voice come from? Question it. Question everything. If you are afraid, what is this fear? Is it truly life-threatening or is it ego-threatening what is happening who is afraid and why those are the questions that i ask myself if this happens to me and to live the best life in my opinion is to live a very balanced life living in hyped up positivity can be great and it can elevate us for sure And in my mind, I go to that place sometimes. But we live this life of contrast. So I believe that to live a balanced life where there is gentleness, acceptance, not running away from self or emotions, uh, where there is loving your body, allowing it to express, uh, you know, in tears or in dance and everything in between. 
living a balanced life where nurturing yourself is seen as love and seeing beauty in everyday life, seeing beauty in the detailing of a flower petal or seeing beauty in a stone in the dirt. If you learn to do that, that is true happiness. And that is to make the best of life. And so I wish you do just that. That would be my take on it. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love how you recommend therapy. And I think it's important to find a good one. If you come across a bad one, you can change and try to find another one because you want someone who makes space for your feelings in the therapy session, because that's what we ultimately want to do is make space for our own feelings. And I know some therapists, you know, they tend to, um, I had one in college, she recommended she was like, well, you have general anxiety disorder and here's a prescription. And that was it. And I felt like I hadn't really even expressed my feelings. And obviously she picked up on the anxiety piece, but I wasn't ready for that kind of like super fast track. And then I've had therapists who, you know, maybe you tell them um, your thoughts and your feelings and they might say, oh, well, you know, those are unhelpful thoughts try to change your thinking. And so I think a therapist who just accepts your thoughts and feelings and kind of lets you express them and holds space for them is a really good one in my opinion. I think it's important to know that you're basically interviewing your therapist and you can change and switch. Yeah, it's it's like we talked about trying different uh, yoga modalities or you know meditations. It's just like that. It's finding the right person to partner up because this is a partnership where there's going to be a lot of trust needed and vulnerability. And so there has to be the right person. Like you said, they have to hold the space. They have to listen to you. They have to take interest in you and, you know, offer perspective that you do not have, you know, kind of, it's like when I'm with my therapist, they just point to the things that I don't see or point to the things that trigger me and that I need to look at and question. And also they allow me to feel my feels, you know, as soon as they see that I feel the feels, they ask me to feel it. And yeah, that's the space for me. And I need that. And, uh, and this is a good recipe, you know, they hold the space, they are, they have so much empathy for you. And it's just, it's like, um, it's like a family member, friend and a professional all into one. That's what it feels like to me. And I feel that's what it should feel like. Yeah. And I do understand the therapists who want to help you with a prescription because they want you to stop suffering. They want to help you a little bit, take the edge off and eliminate some suffering. And I, I do think there's a place for prescription drugs and I'm not against them, but, um, you know, everyone moves at their own pace. Everyone likes different yoga. Everyone likes different therapy. And so for me, I like to take it slow and I like to make sure my therapist is kind of letting me feel it to heal it and talk. And I don't know, I'm just more of wanting like a connection and to build trust with a therapist. So if you, if you come across one that you don't really trust or connect with, you can always switch. Yeah. You're always free to move on and just change. 
well, Rasa, thank you so much for joining me today. Do you have any retreats in the works or new projects coming up? Do you want to tell us the best way to follow you on Instagram or YouTube? On Instagram, you can find me at pura.rasa. That's P-U-R-A dot R-A-S-A. And on YouTube, you could just put in Pura Rasa Guided Meditations or even Rasa Meditations and I'll come up. As for current projects right now, like I said, we're just days away from releasing Pura Rasa Meditation app where we will have all my meditations and also new meditations, courses and challenges that will exclusively be available only on Pura Rasa Meditation app. So watch the space and download the app to listen to the meditations ad-free to connect with the community and myself there. Uh, please join. Would love to have you there. Awesome. Perfect. Well, that completes our interview for today. Thank you for being here. This was so fun. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. And thank you everyone for joining in. Uh, very much appreciated and much love. That completes our episode. If today's content felt true for you, follow the podcast today or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The mission here is a world where fear doesn't control us. We feel it, heal it, and let go to grow. Have an amazing day. Fill it with opportunities to nurture yourself and maximize your potential. Thank you for being here.